Betty Esperanza is an artist and humanitarian from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Founder of Skateboards for Hope, a charity that fosters leadership to empower children living in poverty worldwide. Betty is a part of the TED Talks brand after sharing her story on stage amongst a list of exceptional speakers, both local and international. And she was the recipient of a humanitarian award in 2018 for her community work. Inspired by her own love for skateboarding and the skateboarding culture, coupled with a desire to help kids escape the cycle of poverty, Betty has created her organization, Skateboards for Hope, to help introduce the sport of skateboarding to children in countries who otherwise would have no access. Her team collects used parts and turns them into refurbished skateboards, sending them to Skateboards for Hope ambassadors all over the world to distribute. Betty has created a thriving community of skateboard enthusiasts, often in the least likely of places. Her heart and her mission are so pure and kind, and she is truly inspiring. With or without an interest in skateboarding, everyone and anyone can connect to the compassionate work she's doing. So let's take a listen. Betty, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today on Be The Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic today. How are you? Great. I'm doing awesome too. And I'm so excited to hear more about Skateboards for Hope, your organization. But before we get into all the details, can you tell us a little bit about how you developed your own passion for skateboarding, what it is that you were initially drawn to in the skateboarding culture? Well, first of all, I, I was a skateboarder in my teens. I wasn't a really good skateboarder. I really just liked to hang around skateboarders. I found them um, very creative. Uh, the the yeah, they were my friends, right? So we were very creative. We're into music, art. Um, we expressed ourselves using the skateboard, and um, we were a little bit against the grain. So we wanted to be leaders, not followers. And I think pretty much skateboarders are leaders. So that's probably what drew me, that whole culture of doing your own thing and finding out where your limits are. Uh, because when you fall down, you got you to gotta convince yourself that you can get back up and actually succeed at whatever trick you're doing. So there's like this self-preservation thing happening as you're growing up um, or, or skateboarding. And it, it, I didn't do it um, super long because I actually realized I wasn't that great at it, but I hung around uh, skateboarders. Yes, they uplifted me a little bit, you know, my spirit when I, when I needed to do uh, challenges and stuff, I would see my friends like falling really hard and then just getting right back up. Um, and all that perseverance paid off in my, in my careers. That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's yeah. really cool that that's uh, how it all started for you. Yeah. So I understood, Stan, you took a trip to Cuba to visit your godmother. And it was that trip that sparked the idea for Skateboards for Hope. Can yeah, you tell, well, us, it, tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, it was really actually by accident. Um, I, I, it's so funny because I say this a lot. It's by accident. It was like there was no plan to do anything. It was just hang out, have a good time, you know, be in Cuba. I mean, like I'm only three and a half hours away by plane, right? So of course I'm going to go to Cuba. Uh, being Canadian is really a great advantage of going there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I hung out, um, I was with my sons as well. I brought one skateboard for them and I brought a whole bunch of other toys. And they were always at the beach playing with other Cuban children, playing dominoes and running after salamanders. And I was really bored that day. I was pretty much alone in the house. And I just decided to take the skateboard out for a little stroll in the neighborhood. 
And uh, there was a lot of potholes. It was very difficult, actually. And I just went like a couple streets, maybe three, four streets down from my godmother's house. And I saw a bunch of boys playing. They were playing with a stick and uh, and a ball, you know, like a little ball. Uh, I guess they were playing baseball. And uh, I just, they saw me and I said, hey, do you want to learn how to skateboard? And uh, I didn't know how to say skateboard, by the way. I, didn't, I had no idea there was a Spanish word for it. So I just like pointed at the skateboard <laughs> and I go, you want to try, you know, like, uh, you know, and then, uh, and so then there was one boy in particular, he really took on the skateboard and I ended up teaching him a couple of tricks so that he could get his balance and everything, but he was so good. Um, I decided to give him the skateboard that's and that's awesome. how skateboards for hope started. So just that one random gift of kindness, you know, like that gift of giving something to someone. And I promised him I would bring back more skateboards for his friends. And that promise I kept and I've been keeping ever since. So it's been 15 years. That's it's amazing. Crazy. That's yeah. so cool. And so what is Skateboard for Hope? What is the overall mission? What are you aiming to accomplish with this organization? Well, um, I realized that um, kids in Cuba or countries like Cuba who have uh, restrictions or who are, you know, underdeveloped, uh, they're third world countries, uh, didn't have access to the sport. And I thought, hey, what a great way for me if I travel and I can get skateboards to these kids and start skateboarding programs, or at least initiate something, an interest in it and see where it goes. I didn't really have a plan. I still, I still didn't really have a, like a mission. It, it, it developed over the years because as a single mom, um, and I was transporting them to Cuba or sending them um, through friends who were traveling to other countries. Uh, you know, I begged them. I said, "Hey, can you put this in and like in, in your baggage?" And they would be like crazy. <laughs> I go, "Yeah, do it." And they, everybody paid. Every nobody said no to me. So <laughs> even till today, even till today, I can get stuffed <laughs> anywhere. Uh, awesome. Everyone has room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they feel a part of what you're doing too, which is cool. You know that they're bringing something to these kids that otherwise wouldn't have it. That's right. And they get interactions with the kids as well, right? Because I'll, I will already know who they have to um, get involved with and I'll have an ambassador. So I have ambassadors all over the world right now. And the idea is to empower youth and children um, to break the cycle of poverty. And how do you do that? Um, I have it in a TED Talk, by the way. Yes, I watched to, it. Your TED Talk oh, was great. Thank you. And the whole idea is if you provide a tool to a child, and you give them some insight on what that tool might be able to do for them, they use their creativity and their own um, imagination to actually uh, use that tool, whether it's a skateboard, a soccer, uh, it could be, you know, baseball bat, whatever it is, like whatever sport or musical instrument or, I don't know, uh, paint brushes. I think what happens is if you show a child something and you leave them at their own, to, to develop something that's unique to them, it empowers them. And this is exactly what's been happening all over the world because I don't tell the kids what to do. I don't, I don't take care of operations. It's the ambassador of that country, of that group, that manages you know, the skateboarding program or whether he or she um, brings the skateboards from home uh, for lessons, you know, free lessons in a park, or provides the skateboards for to a school. 
whatever they decide to do is good because the whole idea is that they're, they have control, 100% control of the outcome of what they're going to do. And that is very empowering. As you know, if somebody says, you can do anything you want, um, you end up doing great things and you have success. But if you put limits on something, what happens, especially children, we tell them, no, you can't do that because, and we give them a reason. We give our reason why. Of course, if it's something dangerous, it's justifiable. But when it comes to creativity and using a skateboard, maybe the kid doesn't want a skateboard. Maybe they want to just use it as a chair or for transportation or a shelf. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think we have to give um, space to children to explore whatever tools we give them. And a good example, uh, in Cuba, in Uganda, in First Nations, I gave skateboards to our our ambassadors, and they ended up um, not only getting out of poverty and creating their own jobs, I mean, like they're entrepreneurs, um, they're also paying it forward in their community. So they're doing what I'm doing. They're just imitating what I'm doing. So I think just by being open and being inclusive, and that's the whole point. Right. And you're just allowing space for creative possibilities for, for all of these people to find their own creative way to empower themselves. I I think it's so cool. I love what you're doing. Yeah. And through your work, you pose the question, can an act of kindness of a recycled skateboard translate into hope and stop the cycle of poverty? I think that's really a fascinating concept. And I'd love to hear more about how you've seen this idea in action. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, It started obviously with Cuba where I was delivering uh, where I was literally going on vacation and bringing skateboards, asking my friends to do it. Uh, And then I had the chance to also do it in Gulu, Uganda. It's a gated uh, city by the United Nations. Um, It's generations of, uh, well, the last couple of generations of boy soldiers. And um, unfortunately, the girls were sex uh, um, workers. Uh, forced by the the army, there's a there's a war going on in northern Uganda and South Sudan, Sudan, and so these kids uh, are starting to grow. Now they're in their second generation, growing up without war um, and in peace and wow. getting education, and they're having children, right? So there there's a chance for them to um, I guess walk away from their past in a sense, like to leave it behind. Right. And and create a new world, you know, for themselves, a new peaceful, um, tranquil world. So um, I had the opportunity. A friend of mine went down there to volunteer and I said to him, oh, can I give you like three skateboards and you find a kid? I don't care how old, like 16 to whatever age it could be to 30 who wants to skateboard. And if they don't know how, I'll teach them. He goes, how are you going to teach them? I go, Facebook, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> messenger yeah we can video. communicate we'll find a way <laughs> that's what it's good for it's co- communication for sure <laughs> and, and teaching right and it's exactly what happened he happened so the my friend chris he went down and he the, the house that he rented for the the month that he was there next door was a young man 22 years old named magana collins who loved watching skateboarding uh on videos but never skateboarded and could not have a skateboard. And I'll tell you why, because one skateboard would be the equivalent of a cost, um, the equivalent cost of uh, a lot of land in Gulu. Wow. So $250 skateboard 
you could buy a whole land and, you know, you know, grow, uh, grow lettuce, whatever. Right. So this so, was just a dream for him watching on yeah, the internet, seeing impossible. that it was never going to be possible for him. Yeah. But here, here he gets three skateboards. So he set you up. I just think it's wild that this kid had been dreaming of skateboarding yeah, and, and thinking it was an impossible scenario for him. And then your friend comes and stays right next door with this mission from you to give yeah. someone a skateboard. Yeah. Like that's, that's crazy. So he gives him the skateboard and you guys start. So we start communicating and he's, and Tris gave him a couple of pointers. He knew how to skateboard, like how to like, because you have to strengthen your ankles and your calves and you have to under, like, you have to understand the motor skills, you know, of your body. So it does take time at the beginning, but if you're left on your own and all you do is practice, you eventually get it. And this is what happened. So within one year, one boy, one young man, three skateboards went to 150 boys, 75 skateboards. Wow. In less than four years. Whoa. This is crazy. That's amazing. So you were basically then from that point, you started getting more skateboards and equipment together and sending it through the same person or were you sending new people? I was sending it to um, the university that was sending uh, volunteers for uh, some, uh, you know, I guess they have... uh, leadership program down there and uh, they graciously um, took it with them and they transported it to Gulu where they are stationed but after that the, it's the ambassador who 100% takes care of everything operations the time and day of the, of the meetups for the kids um, helping kids you know understand how to how to use it now you have to understand in Gulu, if you go on our Facebook page, you'll see pictures of kids skateboarding with no shoes, no helmets, no pads. And I've gotten flack for that. But I've said, hey, wait a second. I never had any um, equipment when I was young. Nothing happened to me. That's not a good reason. But we don't have sponsors for helmets and stuff like that. Right. It's very hard to get equipment. Um, and also a very main point that I haven't mentioned up until now is everything that I get, is recycled. There's nothing new. We right. don't go to the, the skate shops and say, hey, give me 10 skateboards that are worth, you know, $300 each. We don't do that. What we do is we collect all the used parts, uh, bearings, screws, um, uh, wheels, trucks, and, and the decks itself. And we refurbish them. We make sure they're in working order. We clean out the bearings. We do all kinds of things. And then we put, uh, we put together our skateboard. So, what happens is so these skateboards cool. are hundred percent recycled. And why? Because I'm a little eco-friendly person. <laughs> I don't I don't like things seeing I don't like seeing things going into landfill when it's not necessary. Right. The other thing is that the skateboard, even though it's used, we, we check the you know the quality of the skateboard and we can decide if it goes to a beginner. Because a beginner is not gonna go on the stairs and grind and do all kinds of stuff. They're just gonna roll back and forth. Uh, they might, you know, it'll take them a year before they start doing their first kickflip or something, you know, young kids. So that skateboard is perfect for them. It's perfect. It doesn't need to be brand new. But what we do is we try to get them painted by high school or elementary school children with messages of hope. That's what we've been doing here in Montreal. And, uh, and we tried, and also in New York, New York has been doing that for us as well. Uh, we have a school out there. So like the whole idea is how do you help children break the cycle of poverty, you give them a tool, you provide something that is in good condition, 
you you give you empower them you tell them that they're doing a good job you give them um tip you know little tips on how to um improve uh their communication skills with their group because you know becoming a leader is not for everyone you have to sometimes learn how to become a leader just like as we do in our own jobs not everyone is made to be you know um you know a leader. So the thing is that we try to teach these kids le- leadership skills and we do it all through communicating through Facebook messages, beautiful poems, whatever we can, you know, I absolutely love what you're doing. I just think this is so cool. Every aspect of it. I mean, the empowering the kids, taking things to, to children or individuals that just otherwise would not have access to it, but also, you know, just the recycling aspect of things. I think is so cool. Like you're using something that otherwise would be just trash, I guess, you know, yeah. like it's, it's wouldn't be used. And now you're giving it a new purpose that, that skateboard, those materials. I really the theme of this uh, podcast, be the good um, main theme is compassion and how yeah. together uh, our small acts of kindness can help shift the world for the better. And it's really cool that you're doing that in two different ways now. Um, but so I like to ask my guests, what does compassion mean to you? And what ways have you seen compassion in action through your work? I know we, we kind of already touched on that, but maybe if, if you can speak to what compassion really means to you. Compassion means to me, I think, um, acting in a way where your words and your actions are symbiotic, because often we say things, but we don't really do them. Uh, for me, compassion, um, even in my own life, is if I'm going to believe in something or if I'm going to say something to someone, I'm going to carry it through. I'm not just going to pat them on the back and walk away. Right. I will make the effort in order to demonstrate to them, to that person or to a group of people that I really care, that I will make the efforts for for them to have some type of success, whatever it is, or whatever their dreams are. Yes, I've been doing skateboard, bringing skateboards to kids because it is a cool sport and it also motivates and inspires youth for sure. But it also, I think it also um, shows others who are not skateboarders that, um, that it's not this bad romantic view, you know, a bad boy view. But mostly compassion for me is, is, is holding on to that idea of hope um, that you can change whatever outcome negative outcome you have it might take time but i think that you have to give to the other person to be empathetic to to their cause whatever they're feeling um group of people that's another story you know as we know we're we're living in a in a very uh, you know i wouldn't say i want i don't want to say we're living in a negative world because there's all kinds of amazing great things happening everywhere we're but there's some type of negativity where we we concentrate on the bad, we also have to have compassion for the people who are not educated, who are actually living um, in their in their world uh, a difficult time. Um, compassion is not just for the good and the successful; right. it's also for the bad and the unsuccessful. I think that's where we have to learn. We have to not learn. We have to actually demonstrate more compassion for the world that's suffering. Right. Uh, and we have, we don't have, we don't have to say, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going through this. It's what can I do to help you to stop this from happening? 
Right. I think I think we have to be more action oriented, and that's for me a form of compassion that's harder, but more beneficial. And I think that you are a great example to other people about putting compassion into action, because. Right. Just like you said, it's one thing to say nice things or say compassionate words, but, uh, you know, really taking steps, even if they're just small steps on a daily basis to help show other people compassion, not just speak about it, not just think, oh, that's a nice idea. You know, doesn't compassion sound nice? You know, Um, and I think that part of what I'm trying to do here is help share all different views and perspectives and experiences of people who have gone beyond just thinking compassionate things and are doing compassionate things. So I really thank you for taking the time to share all this with us because you're a great example of putting compassion into action. And I wish you all the best with everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I I just just wanted to add that uh, first of all, what you've what you've done also in your life is is helping others as well, and what you're doing right now, um, giving a platform to people like me. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a celebrity, you know. I'm just a I'm just a one woman show doing my thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, to be able to share uh, stories is is such a vital thing that we need now of examples of how we can do things. Um, you know, and I welcome that because, uh, before I used to do it clandestine, I didn't really tell anyone what I was doing. It was just immediate friends or anyone that I poked at to help me. And now that it's out in the open in the last, maybe since 2015, it's really been in the media here locally and a little bit internationally. I realized that we have to talk more. We have to be more loud, you know, and, uh, we have to get louder. We're not loud enough. Um, and we have to sort of become a chain of reaction. Um, and I agree with you. It's, uh, the act of kindness is really compassion into action. I, I, I love that line. I might use it. I know <laughs> I've been using it a lot too, because someone else had said it to me and I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. And I thank you for saying what you said. And I really do agree. And that's why I'm pursuing this podcast is because, there is a lot of negativity that we tend to focus on, but yeah. I really feel like there's a whole lot more good. Yeah. And there's a whole lot more people that are doing some awesome, amazing things who are focusing on, uh, you know, putting good energy out into the world and, and helping other people. And we need to, my goal is to shed light on those people. And I think just like you said, people like yourself have to be willing to kind of step out there and use your voice because people need to know that what you're doing exists and how powerful and special it is. Yes. Um, so together, I think that that's a common goal that we could all wa- work towards is, you know, find something that you're passionate about that could yeah. help someone else. And it doesn't have to be something extravagant, grand, no. major. You know, I think oftentimes people just kind of their their mind jumps straight to, well, you know, I don't have the time to do something like that. Or, um, you know, I, I could never do what that person is doing. Well, you don't have to do it on a large scale. It needs, we can make a great shift in the world for the better if we're all yeah. focusing on little things that we can do. That's each right. Day. You know, it's just the intention. But I, I want to ask you before we we jump off here, 
if people are looking to get on board and support this incredible mission of yours, where or, or how can they best support you? Well, there's different ways. I mean, uh, I, I like to encourage people if they're not like in my city uh, to start programs of any type. And if they want to do skateboarding, they can always like I, I, I give out the information for free. That's it. There's no secret. There's, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to spread the love. You know, that's what awesome. I mean? Uh, the thing is they can reach me on the website that's skateboardsforhope.com on Facebook. It's all skateboards for hope dot skateboards for hope on Instagram. Um, you know, there's like, you just Google us skateboards for hope and you'll find us somehow. And can you make a donation on your website if you yeah. wanted to donate to, so, and the donations go towards you being able to, uh, you know, get these skateboards yeah. to these kids, these people in other countries and to be yeah. able to, put all the recycled parts together and whatnot. Yeah. Right now we there, there's no, this is all volunteer, including myself. We're a foundation. We're a registered foundation here in Canada, but we're not, um, we're not raising money for salaries. Uh, there's there, it's really 100% of profits go to funding. Uh, let's say like parts for the skateboard. Like if we're missing parts, small parts, uh, transportation, education, um, uh, and we've even a given, uh, well, once a year, we, uh, we try to sponsor one or two, uh, children's education in, especially in Gulu, Uganda, because over there they have to pay for education. And so what we try to do is we, we, we try to, um, give out grants and, uh, that's very important to us. It's, yeah. uh, it's part of our, you know, give back. And, uh, usually the kids that are selected are like, they're the ones who really want to pursue their education. We don't, we, we try to find the kids that want to become whatever they want to become. Um, uh, whether it's doctors, uh, lawyers, uh, you know, whatever profession they decide, you know, we don't, we don't uh, choose the profession. We just want to make sure that they continue. So we try to help with, with that. Um, so that's what the money is used for, for now. I mean, awesome. uh, we, would, we would like more money, but like everyone else, yeah, we're, we'll take what we can right. and we do what, <laughs> We spread it. We, we, we try to spread it as much as we can, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I just yeah. think everything you're doing is awesome. And please keep doing it because you are making a difference in the world. And, thank you uh, so much. Thank you for inspiring all of us today and sharing with <laughs> us. If you enjoyed this episode of the Be The Good Podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Google Play app. And be sure to follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration at b.thegood. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that we can all find our own way to be the good.